Hi, everyone, and welcome to Procure Pulse, the third-party services podcast that provides you with current trends, best practices, and the latest supply chain news to help you stay informed. I'm Mickey Meehan, your host today. I invite you to email us with questions at info@conductive.com or connect with us on LinkedIn by following Conductive or on Twitter at Conductive Inc. Thanks so much for joining us today. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Procure Pulse. I'm Nancy Daniels, Senior Director of Product and User Experience at Conductive. We're here today to discuss the important and pertinent topic of supplier diversity. Engaging with a more diverse supplier base is a multi-layered and multifaceted challenge from finding qualified diverse suppliers, having equitable sourcing practices, assessing suppliers' performance, all with a goal of nurturing these relationships so that they grow and become valued strategic partners. Here at Conductive, in the past several months, we've implemented two different approaches to tackle this issue. First, we developed supplier diversity metrics inside our Conductive Analytics platform. That feature helps customers see and understand their current diverse spend, plus take actionable steps to work towards individualized organizational supplier diversity goals. Secondly, we launched our Lumen initiative. Lumen is an educational content effort to help members and suppliers improve their mutual relationships and plan and implement strategies to help diversity initiatives succeed. In today's conversation, we're going to dig into both the why to tackle improved supplier diversity and also the how, how to, evaluate, how to validate the outcomes of a diversity initiative. Henry Ford Health System is a progressive leader in this space, and we're really excited to speak with two of the key individuals from their dynamic team, Bill Moore and Tracy DeWent. To, to start out, would you mind both of you introducing yourselves in more detail before we begin the discussion? Yeah, good afternoon, Nancy, and thanks for having uh, me and Henry Ford. So I'm Bill Moyer. I am the newer Senior Vice President for Supply Chain Management here at Henry Ford Health System. I've been here about nine months. Um, prior to Henry Ford, I've held roles at Advocate Aurora Health, uh, Ascension Health, and Trinity Health, respectively, all within supply chain. Hi, Nancy, and thanks for having us today. This is Tracy DeWitt, and I am serving as the interim director for the non-clinical strategic sourcing team at Henry Ford Health System. And prior to this role, I served on the conductive team as the director of customer success. My background has really been in healthcare for over 28 years now. And I have a diverse background because although I've always been in healthcare, I have uh, really spent time in different key areas on the healthcare operations side, on the GPO side, leading GPO strategies and partnerships, as well as on the supplier side. I've worked for key healthcare organizations in that space. But I've always been really passionate about driving cost reduction strategies and overall value that help to improve the outcomes and reduce the total cost of care. I have also spent a great deal of time not only driving cost reduction strategies, but also revenue growth through innovative uh, partnerships with suppliers. And that really led me down the road of working with uh, diverse suppliers in the community and really focusing on growing MBE spend while reducing the overall cost to really show what that positive effect is on the community with job creation and other metrics. So I spent a great deal of time really focusing on the impact and the, and the measurement around 
the work that can be done around creating diverse supplier programs, as well as operationalizing how they can work best with other areas in the, within the organization as far as engagement with stakeholders and things of that nature. Great. Thank you so much. Before we jump into the specifics of Henry Ford Health System, Bill, can you share why you believe su- supplier diversity is so important? Sure, Nancy. Well, I, I think supplier diversity needs to be part of a broader strategy for organizations. And, and really, when I think about the point of supplier diversity, it's really creating wealth within the communities you serve from a healthcare perspective. And by creating wealth, you, you are able to address inequities like uh, insurance inequities, housing inequities, um, um, food stability, uh, by creating wealth in these communities and creating jobs, right? Um, But beyond that, when I think about what supplier diversity can mean to an organization, um, I I think they can promote innovation, talent, experience. Um, Also, from a strategic sourcing perspective, it drives competition, which ultimately improves quality and can drive down cost. Uh, And then last, and certainly not least, like I said before, it's really about improving and advancing the health and well-being of the communities we serve as healthcare institutions. So um, incredibly important elements and why it's so important here at Henry Ford. Great. 100% agree. Uh, Tracy, do you have anything to add to this? Well, I think you did a great job summarizing why supplier diversity is such an important business imperative and really to build those healthier communities so that also, I guess our our suppliers that we're using in our in our local communities are truly the faces of our community to build the economic health. So, um, being um, Henry Ford Health System in the heart of our communities, we feel that it's an important um, imperative that we continue to um, do this work and be able to partner with local organizations to ensure that. We do have that healthier community to improve the economic wealth so that those are important opportunities for our our community and for our business strategies. Got it. Let's dig into your actual actions. What is your diversity strategy, Bill? Sure, Nancy. I think think a great question. And, And again, when I think about supplier diversity and the importance it should have for an organization, Um, One of the things I see a lot of organizations stumble is this is not a supply chain initiative, right? Supply chains might be the quarterbacks for your organizations for supply diversity, but this needs to be an everyone um, action and and, and imperative. And when I think about why it's so special and why Henry Ford has been so successful um, in years past is because, you know, it's built into our culture and built into the DNA of most of our leaders. And, and I'm mean, remiss to not talk to talk about the strategy without talking about um, the broader DEIJ strategic plan for Henry Ford, which was just rolled out recently. And it has four pillars, um, anti-racism and social justice advocacy, a diverse workforce and inclusive cultures, the second pillar, third pillars, healthcare equity. And the fourth pillar is community empowerment. And within that community empowerment pillar, um, that is where supplier diversity um, is one of the primary objectives for community empowerment. So that 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 broader organizational strategy is critically important. And to make sure you have buy-in up and down throughout your organization it will, is what helps to make these things successful. Um, but when I focus specifically on supplier diversity, um, we have a couple of core elements to, to our 
the strategy. Um, one thing that I'm really proud of, and, and I think we've done a nice job, is investments. Um, we, we've invested in a laundry co-op, which has created jobs here uh, in Detroit, but we've also invested in, in different partnerships. And how do we bring jobs back to Detroit, um, like with our primary distributor, for instance? Um, another important element of our strategy is how do we externally collaborate and partner? Um, so we have some really phenomenal partnerships we've developed. Um, one is uh, called CEO Action. Um, and that that's an initiative and it's industry agnostic. And that that is focused on um, how do we advance um, healthcare equity and inclusion, um, again, throughout different organizations through um, you know, promoting ESG strategies through um, public policy and commitment. So we've actually sent a fellow, um, a, one of our leaders in supply chain to, to join their fellowship to help develop techniques and, and, and strategies that, again, fits a broader um, landscape than just healthcare. Um, we've also we are also part of the Han membership, which is the Health Action Network, um, and really that that is that is healthcare specific. Uh, and that was created by forty membership providers, Henry Ford being one of them. Again, with the core goal of being how do you advance um, health equity through supplier diversity, through sustainability. Um, and really, you know, we were one of 12 organizations that actually signed pledges around commitments around our spend um, through for supplier diversity. And through that, that, that collaborative, you know, learning how do others in industry address this? Uh, we've also partnered with a large insurer in Michigan to host uh, different events, different education events for our diverse partners. And last but certainly not least, we have our community um, council here at Henry Ford who helps inform its members from the community to help inform our different strategies, anything to do with the community, including supplier diversity. Um, I think the other a big, big element uh, of our strategy is how do we internally collaborate and partner? Um, and I won't go too far into this because I know it's probably a future question, Nancy, but we, we created our supplier diversity champion committee. And back to my statement earlier that supplier diversity is strictly not so, uh, uh, supply chain initiative. This is a, a committee made up of different senior leaders across the organization committed to advancing uh, supplier diversity. And then last but certainly not least is our tech and benchmarking. Um, we recently invested in a tool to help benchmark, um, but also help uh, develop a pipeline for different diverse suppliers. Uh, and, and, and really, how do we benchmark? So developing our scorecard, which I know we'll talk a little bit more about. So those are some of the key elements of our strategy um, to date. Yeah, absolutely. So much content there. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners could, you know, ask a, a lot of questions about that. And we will dig in deeper. Before we go further, I just want to ask for uh, our listeners who are probably a lot less advanced or mature in their actual uh, development and, and initiatives uh, implementation. Can you just share with us how long have you been working on this and what sort of range uh, uh, timeline are you working with to to make impact or to see the to reach the goals that you're trying to reach? Sure. Well, Nancy, I, I'd be remiss to not mention our, our phenomenal supply chain team. Um, they have a great and rich history here at Henry Ford, and the team here in supply chain is phenomenal. Um, our program actually started in 1998 uh, when we came out with our first um, policy around supplier diversity, and have since it has, has gone and elevated and developed since then. Um, but as it relates to our current goals, so our goal 
um, again, is a pretty grandiose goal. So our goal for diverse supplier diversity spend is about 12% um, by 2025, which is, is right around the corner. Um, so we are making great strides there. And I, I, when I look at our partners in industry, um, we have some who are up and around that. Um, and, and a lot, many, not so much, but also when we look at uh, other industries, um, that that 12% is an incredible, incredibly aggressive goal. Yes. Yeah, we're seeing numbers a lot lower. You are certainly a leader in, in this area uh, among healthcare organizations. Tracy, anything to add regarding the st- strategy and approach? I think what's really important to Bill's point is to set those goals um, and also to ensure that you do have the committee in place to be able to, especially made up of senior leaders and stakeholders, to be able to not only um, ensure that we're all in alignment and that we understand the why, but also to develop the strategies around how. How are we going to um, really work that pipeline like Bill described? Because Mm -hmm. for us at Henry Ford, that is the key, being able to not only set the goals, but also figure out and strategize in what key areas that we can um, influence the most. So whether it's in tier one or it's also in a tier two space, being able to identify those areas early with our strategic sourcing um, team, as well as our supplier diversity consultant to help us to really uncover who those diverse suppliers are and to work Mm -hmm. um, early on in the process within our strategic sourcing model to engage with them and to um, to really work with them early in the process in an inclusive way with all of our suppliers. You're perfect. That really led right into my next question, which is about implementation. So can you speak more about implementing these strategies? I'm sure it's a very multi-pronged approach. Sure, I, I can take that one, Tracy. So as I may mention, our, our Supplier Diversity Champion Committee is one of the, the key teams accountable for uh, promoting supplier diversity throughout the organization and really executing a lot of these goals. Uh, as far as the organization is concerned, you know, goal setting is number one. So we, we've set goals, and I know we'll talk a little bit more about this later, Nancy, but goals throughout the organization um, around spend, around inclusion, uh, and supplier diversity. But the one thing that I think is really critical in how we implement is we're working right now, in fact, on how do we set functional area goals? So um, the supplier diversity and, and spend categories are not built the same, meaning when you look at a category like pharma, most of your pharma is purchased from a tier one supplier that's publicly traded that can't be considered diverse. Um, so the goal there is not going to be as high as it might be in construction, right? So we are working through right now, how do we set functional area goals by functional area with, with, within a, owned by different leaders to say, here's what you must hit for our organization to hit our targets, um, our more grand targets, right? So that's a key element of that supplier diversity champion. Um, But we're also working through what's our marketing campaign. That marketing campaign is both internal and external. So we're working on that right now, um, revamping our homepage, revamping, we just implemented our technology for onboarding vendors. Um, So, you know, how are we doing that? How are we posting things internally to make sure team members know this is a priority and everything to including uh, mandatory education um, mm-hmm. on our, our uh, in, uh, in, intranet homepage uh, for what's called Henry Ford University. 
uh, to posters with QR codes to say, here's where you go if you have questions about supplier diversity. Um, and we're obviously going to be doing some round, round robin education events with our leaders in the field um, to really focus in on that so they're aware of what they must do, um, every level of leadership for that matter. Um, but then the, the other part is that external uh, campaign, right? So how are we leveraging social media? How are we uh, engaging our communities to, to, to Tracy's point? Um, we are actually hosting community events. We just did our first one in, in our Jackson community. Um, and, and it was, we partnered with Pure Michigan uh, to actually do that webinar. We unfortunately had to do it uh, uh, virtually because of COVID and, and obvious reasons. But uh, it was one of their most highly attended events that they've hosted this year. And um, we had over 200 um, diverse and small businesses attend that. Um, and we did targeted uh, meetings with about 60 vendors so we could understand what their portfolio, what products they were offering or services, um, and then make sure that we can get them into the RFP process when that time comes. Um, and we're actually going to do that in every one of our communities that we have uh, um, a large presence in, um, which is, uh, you know, depending upon how you look at it, at least um, five counties, but then obviously inviting those surrounding counties that we might be doing business with and that we serve as well. So that external marketing campaign is mm -hmm. critical. And then how do we educate? So I made mention of uh, partnering with a large insurance provider here in the state. Um, we're hosting education meetings every other month. Um, you know, we brought in um, different investment individuals of how to get loans. And then we've also brought in people from the state for uh, offering how do you how do you tap into free resources offered so you can, whether it be loans or whether it be um, different vendors or different um, organizations looking for uh, support from diverse suppliers. So, you know, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from a lot of our diverse suppliers on those education events. So these are all elements that are imperative to how do we implement our strategies um, throughout Henry Ford. And, and again, we'll continue to look to see how do we partner with others. We're also, um, I happen to be co-chairing our supplier diversity task force through our GPO, which is Premier. And we're looking at how as an industry do we continue to push the envelope um, with our vendors, right? So um, my one statement, Nancy, has been tier one is only one element to diverse spend. Um, but if you look at tier two spend, even tier three spend, those are all critical areas that we need to make sure our partners are taking the right steps with their ESG strategies, with their supplier diversity strategies to continue to promote this. Because if you just, if Henry Ford just focuses on our million dollars of spend, we're missing the billions of dollars the industry commands that can really make a difference when we think about my initial statement, which was creating wealth in, in these historically marginalized communities. You need to push the envelope and bring everyone along, whether they want to be brought along or not. So that's going to be another large part of our our strategy moving forward is how do we partner um, with our vendors currently and how are they executing some of these visions as well? Wow, it's it's clearly so pervasive throughout the organization internally and externally. I like to look at it also as kind of top down and bottom up, bottoms up, and you've addressed those two sort of um, angles really, really clearly. But it's also very, again, per pervasive. It's very much infused into the organization on so many levels. Really impressive um, work of you all. Um, Let's talk about metrics for a moment and your goals. Like what exactly are you tracking and why are those important? 
No, that's a great question, Nancy. And, and this is honestly one of the harder things to accomplish when it comes to supplier diversity metrics because uh, it depends on how you define uh, supplier diversity. Uh, it depends on if you're conservative um, or, or liberal in a sense of what you accept. Um, so I think talking about those definitions are important. So uh, you heard me talk about tier one and tier two. And just to clarify for the listeners, Tier one spend is spend that you spend directly with a diverse supplier. Tier two spend is spend that that diverse, that tier one supplier you do business with, the supplier they do business with, right? Um, so think about a construction. If you if you hire a contractor to do something to your home and they subcontract, that subcontractor is that tier two, right? Um, so that, that's an important definition. The other definition, Nancy, I, I, I would say is, what do you consider diverse? And so here at Henry Ford, we, we've been somewhat conservative in a sense that um, we've said we will do business with, with any suppliers that bring quality and cost-effective products and value to our organization. Um, and and that, that's, that's, that's an important note. However, to be considered diverse in the eyes of Henry Ford, you need to be certified um, through one of the national certification committees, um, whether it's the National Minority Development Council, whether it's Women Councils, you need to be certified. And those certifications can cost money depending upon the size of your organization, um, but they must be certified. And what we count specifically in those buckets um, is women-owned businesses, but also minority-owned. A minority-owned uh, can be anything from African-American, Asian-American, and there's a host of different um, definitions there, but it, it's really those minority-owned businesses that we consider diverse. Um, we, but we do track LGBTQ, um, we track veteran-owned, we just don't count it in our target, even though we have metrics tracking those to make sure we're continuing to elevate spend in those categories as well. But once you define as an organization what you'll be counting, you know, for us, we count our, our minority-owned or WBE and women-owned WBE Tier 1 spend. Um, and those, that's where our, we have that 12% goal. However, we also uh, have a separate goal uh, for construction. Um, construction is a little bit different. And, and again, we want to push the envelope in construction. So that that goal is both Tier 1 and Tier 2 because those are spends within our community. And we have a different target up through 2025 for that. Um, the other one we're working on tracking, Nancy, is is tier two spend across all of our vendors. So I may mention we invested in that and that um, analytics tool. Um, we're starting to ask our key diverse, our key suppliers, um, diverse or not, to start submitting their diversity data so we can better track that. Uh, and then the other two metrics, you know, we track, we talk about spend and, and spend's an important metric, but just spending the dollars is not good enough. So the other other critical one we've been tracking is uh, diverse supplier inclusion. So who are we including in our RFPs and our bids? So we have targets for that. And, but then we also have targets for what percentage do we award, right? So um, it, it's both uh, quantitative and qualitative, meaning you, know, you can have a spend target, but if I hit a home run with one large vendor or one bucket of spend, I, I don't just wash my hands of continuing to push the envelope, right? So it's that 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 quantitative, but the qualitative being, are you actually doing what you say you're going to do, which is include those vendors? So those are some of the key metrics on our scorecard. Um, and, and we recently just hired an analytics leader, um, not specifically for supplier diversity, but for supply chain um, that's working through how do we how do we map this and put this in a more easily digestible format, not only for supply chain, but probably more importantly for our customers and our team members um, and leaders 
that are part of some of these committees that are accountable for making things happen. So I think that visibility um, long term will certainly help us uh, push the envelope more and more. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. That was that was terrific. You know, as we move into looking at this whole pipeline and uh, life cycle here, you know, it it's the natural thing, the easiest thing to do is to look at your spend and how well you're doing. But there's so much more leading up to it and a lot of the initiatives and the efforts that you've already described. But I am happy to hear you say that you also track like uh, the how many diverse suppliers what's your improvement on getting uh, suppliers in to even submit and to be part of the process, even if they didn't win the contract, because that can lead to progress or that is progress in itself. So I'd love to turn uh, a little bit uh, of this. I'm going to turn the conversation to talking about finding diverse suppliers. Tracy, can you speak about how you source diverse suppliers? And um, how do you track things? Sure. Thanks, Nancy. Yeah, one of the one of the key ways that we actually find diverse suppliers is by using our analytics solution. So, for example, if we are going to one of those events in the community that Bill was speaking of earlier that we recently did, as a part of those targeted one-on-one meetings that we're having with diverse suppliers, we are actually not only gathering information from them on the opportunities that exist at Henry Ford, but we are following up and sending them a link to our vendor profile, which then gives them the opportunity to go in and to register on our um, vendor profile um, more about, you know, their capabilities and their diversity status, as well as their tier two commitment. And through that process, that helps us understand when we're searching as one of the tools that we use, searching for local suppliers in particular markets, that gives us a really good way to uncover those suppliers. The other couple ways that we do find diverse suppliers too is ensuring that our contract sourcing specialists are really connected to our supplier diversity team. And so, for example, if for some reason you know, a diverse supplier in a particular area hadn't registered on our platform, really connecting with that team to understand what other resources that they know are available, as well as working with our other supplier resources to uncover areas in particular geographies that would meet our requirements. So as you can understand, this is quite the journey to not only identify those suppliers, but understand which suppliers would meet Henry Ford's requirements and being able to, you know, understand and mentor those suppliers along the way. That is a huge commitment that Henry Ford has made. So we do that through the the ways that I've described and and understanding that we really spend time listening to our suppliers um, to understand what is going well and what barriers they're experiencing so that we can streamline the process to make it you know, more efficient so that we can understand more about what their capabilities are and that we're continuously kind of tweaking our tool to make sure that when our suppliers are going in, that they have an easy way for them to um, describe their capabilities in a streamlined format so that we're able to uncover it. That's great. And do you give them feedback um, on their, you know, on their performance or even um, if they were part of a review process and didn't get the contract, do you give them a lot of information so that they can learn from that and do better next time? 
We do. Our contract sourcing specialists are engaged with those suppliers throughout the entire process and do exactly that. They share a lot of feedback with them, whether they win the award or they don't. But mm-hmm. we also do keep track in those metrics that Bill was describing. Um, we keep track of, for example, if it wasn't awarded to a particular diverse supplier, the reason why. We also keep good information and details and review this monthly with our team to understand the the positive impact too on some of those awards. And we um, do that marketing that Bill was describing to share what is working and trying to help really understand what those capabilities of those suppliers are so that we can help to, to grow appropriately across the Henry Ford health system as applicable, as opportunities present themselves. Thank you, Tracy. Bill, anything to add? No, I, I think that that's one thing I, I would share with the, our listeners. If, if, if you're a diverse supplier, make sure you're asking for that feedback if you did not win the award. And I think for any other healthcare providers or anyone seeking to do business with, with diverse suppliers, you know, if, if you don't award to, to a diverse supplier, um, be open and, and be transparent with them and say, Here, here's why you did not win that bid. Um, that's how folks get better is getting that, that constructive feedback. So um, that's something we're committed to here at Henry Ford. Thank you. Um, I'd like to talk for a minute. There's so much content here. Clearly, uh, Henry Ford Health System is a leader in this area, and many of our uh, listeners will be hearing, like, how do I get there? You know, we are so much further uh, earlier in our journey to make this happen, yet we know this is either happening now, we've been working on it, or it's coming very soon. Could you give some tips on how organizationally uh, our uh, uh, hospitals could s- start to set things up for to optimize success. Uh, I know it's supply chain and beyond, but give us some some help on how to go about setting this up. Yes. Yeah, so, so, Nancy, from an organizational chart perspective, obviously supply chain has, has our, our our strategic sourcing pillar, and we have our our operations pillar, but the new pillar uh, we just invested in is now we have a vice president of supplier diversity and place-based investments. Uh, and, and we're working through putting some dedicated folks on that that individual's team, which we're really excited about, um, to really advance and focus on this. So that's a critical part, but how they interact with our strategic sourcing pillar, our operations pillar, supply chain is critical. And then far beyond that, I know I've I don't want to beat a dead horse, but making sure how are you engaging with your key stakeholders within your organization to make sure that's a priority. So those are all key elements from an organizational perspective. Um, but I think the other thing we're, we're doing right now is how are we so setting up our award criteria? And award criteria can can shift based on exactly what you're strategically sourcing. But um, you know we're putting supplier diversity up there with quality and cost as far as critical elements of what must be part uh, of a vendor's uh, bid package to Henry Ford. So those are some things that we've been doing to make sure we set this up. Um, to be very, very successful. And and then again, I've already talked about some of the analytical platforms we've invested in. So this can't be something you do on the side. This has to be Mm -hmm. something you make a concerted effort, both organizationally, time, et cetera, if you want to make this a priority and actually advance um, beyond just hitting a couple of home runs with a couple of large awards. Right. 
Tracy, anything to add to that internally, how how things how someone who is very new to this could know that they've at least been putting things in, setting things up to work towards these goals successfully? I think from an engagement perspective with the suppliers is, like Bill said, mm-hmm. being open and inclusive and obviously including language in your RFPs and being standard in that approach, but also taking a holistic view of what supplier diversity is. And here at Henry Ford, as Bill described, we're doing that today. And I think one of the things that I I feel like sometimes organizations miss is that sometimes there are folks within the organization that may not understand the reason why diversity is important um, and and how to articulate it. So just like a one to two minute elevator speech on why supplier diversity is important to your organization. I think that helps um, when people feel like they understand how they connect to that work and how that makes a difference in the work that you do. So that when they are presented with an opportunity to have a conversation with a supplier or to articulate that internally to another colleague, that they feel like they understand the reason why we're doing it. And I feel like at Henry Ford, that is something that everyone I've spoken to really understands how this is really about creating wealth and health in our communities. And it's not just about um, the numbers, but it's really about the outcomes that we're having by working together. And I think that's where there can be a lot of opportunities to help inspire the work that needs to get done. And also, you know, just bringing people together and understanding then celebrating those accomplishments and the difference that it makes. Really well put. And I, I think, you know, you, you are leaders. It's clear you don't even have to say it, but it's part of the DNA of your organization. I'm sure it's like it's infused and that approach is part of, you know, uh, internal um, as well as how you deal with external um, suppliers so that you, you know, it's just very impressive. And I really appreciate uh, the both of you here today. Thanks so much for joining us and chatting, uh, having this conversation, because it's so timely and important to everyone in our industry. Uh, to our audience, thanks for listening to our Procure Pulse podcast. And whether your organization is in the strategy planning phase or has a a full diversity initiative and strategy already in place, Conduct is ready and really excited to work with you to increase and improve your diverse supplier relationships. So Bill and Tracy, again, thanks so much for your time and your expertise in this matter and appreciate it. Nancy, thank you, Nancy. Absolutely. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you.